Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Soundbites is national radio where black consciousness is the claim on world is the aim bring you the conversations that matter to our community to uplift earth's people um, bring awareness to the situations going on that affect us that impact us not just us but everyone around us because you are all connected um, and these are the conversations that can hopefully bring us forward to the next level of equity next level of humanity um, trusting and loving one another so um, I'm Asirka Nefera, and this is Nefera to Matira. Now on my left, we just switch it up on y'all. Keep you on your toes. Oh, <laughs> stay sharp. Stay sharp. So never know what side <laughs> you might be on. Um, so yeah, oh so, we, so we gonna, we we're gonna get into conversations. Please share the video. Join the conversation wherever you see. Pick up. Um, we appreciate the engagement of our community. Shout out against Mr. Brook. We see you. Thank you for joining in. Um, and everyone that's, that's joining us, whether you join us on playback or live, please share the video, share the conversation. Um, Let's keep talking it out. Bear with us, all right? So, yeah, um, what's up? We can make a, a couple of shares. Also, I wanted to just check in. Um, we had a 
People's Organization for Progress tonight, Larry Hamm. Peace and blessings. Um, I wanted to make sure that we got, we gave the powerful shout out to our brother. Um, Shouts out to Pop, People's Organization for Progress. <laughs> yes. Who's on the ground <laughs> maintaining civic responsibility to the family. And tonight his message was, you got to fight. Like, you got to do the work. You got to fight, family. Like, you know, it's no easy way to put it. You know, it's no easy way to say it. It's no easy way to put it. You really just can't get along to get along. This is not something that's going to work like that. This rev revolutionary conversation. And he's from another era of revolutionary activism and responsibility for the community and one another. Hesir um, and I. Um, you know, we stand in this space and, you know, there are several individuals, you know, the, the space is not big, it's small, you know, um, it, I, I feel like it should be bigger. I feel like there should be more people involved. Um, but we're in varying degrees of this experience, this revolutionary experience that come into grips with the fact that what we're really experiencing in this American landscape. And it's kind of, um, it's kind of unfortunate for us to have a consistent conversation <clears throat> where we're not being uh, in our civic responsibility around a revolutionary mindset. And if you don't know what that is, you want to start to do your research immediately and you want to get into an organization. Um, uh, Brother Larry Ham said that, you know, get involved with an organization. He has People's Organization, People organization for Progress out here in, um, in New Jersey. But there's organizations all over the place that you can do some research and find out sure. what they're you know, but you know, it always it's always about the people. The people that are in the organization is what make the organization. Right. And you know, sometimes you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater, because you know, some of these organizations are circumstances, situation within those doors. But if you want to come in and participate and, and affect change, you know, you get involved and, and lend your support in, in ways that you can, in areas that you can, circumstances that you can. Yes. Um, you know, and let me tell you, being on the front line of trying to support our people and changing their consciousness is a work. Because so many of us are literally, uh, we are we are captive. We are captive in this stronghold of the white spike sense of consciousness, and we just really don't understand how, in many ways, that it is affecting our quality of life as a collective. Like one person can come up, but like the unit is still suffering in so many ways. Um, so yeah, peace and blessings. Always thank you for receiving from us. Thank you for coming in with us and checking in tonight. We're going to have a little bit of a conversation in terms of when did the black family come under attack? I'm going to play a quick clip for you all so that you can get a grip as to, you know, really get a perspective around this narrative. So um, you can get a, a little bit of a clip around what this means. So let's let's just take a listen to Dr. Umar Johnson. And Even under punishment and death, we were married during Reconstruction. We were married during civil rights. When do you begin to see the rise of the single-parented black female household? 1970. After they killed Dr. King, the United States government said we must neutralize the black power base. And they determined that the black power base was the black family. It was independent black skilled men and women who financed King, financed Mr. Garvey, financed Mr. Muhammad, financed SNCC and CORE, the Freedom Riders in the city movement. So they said, if we're gonna crush the black struggle, we gotta crush the black family. So guess what they did in 1970? King dies in 68. In 1970, they came into the black communities and de-industrialized our city centers. In 1970, they started shutting down the factories. Remember, up until the 50s and 60s, you didn't need a college degree to get a decent Okay, so that was the clip. That was just a piece of a, a larger interview that he did with uh, Dr. Omar Johnson. Shouts out to him and the FDMG Academy out there, Boys Home, still uh, growing this in his environment so that he can go ahead and establish this school. And, you know, it takes some doing to be independent, you know, to be independent of the system. So uh, his clip, this is a part of an interview that he did with um, the Breakfast Club. And... You know, I just wanted to bring it into the conversation so that I, I think it's, it's part of the what we have going on is our, we want to see how these pieces connect our social landscape, how it connects with our living experience. So he talks about 1968 after Dr. King was assassinated. Then he talks about um, what happened in our social landscape in terms of work, in terms of labor. Because if you don't understand white supremacy, how it works and what it is, everything you think, you know, will confuse you. 
So I think that our people, we want to look at the social context of how these things play into our living experience, mm -hmm. right? So Dr. King was killed. There was a uh, understanding among people who have a SWOT analysis, strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats because they have their goal. So they have a goal, and they're going to do strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats with the situation and how it plays into them actualizing their goals. Their goals is not black revolution. Our goal, their goals are not uh, quality of life for African people, humanity for African people. That's not on their to-do list. Mm -hmm. So you need to put it on your to-do list because when they did their SWOT analysis, they said, you know what, what rallied all of these work, these movements. And let me tell you, these movements were from the 50s on to Dr. King assassination in 68. Maybe 13 years, family, 13 years the government decided that African people and the condition that helped, that allowed African people to rally on behalf of themselves was the fact that they had jobs and the fact that they had families, the African family. And he also states that you didn't need a college education in order to live a decent life. Back in the days, I grand, my grandparents, they were living a, a good life, you know, and as opposed to some of the things that's happening now with rent being $2,500 for a two-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, in Bud-Stuy, Brooklyn. The same 95, 90, 1995, your social context of what's happening in your life experience. So back then, when you were able to do these things, they also had surplus income because they were able to make their voice with their capital. Right. They donated <clears throat> to SNCC. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit for you guys about... Because um, it mattered. Well, because they had... And, and they had civic responsibility. Yeah, it was a different... It was just a different time than we look at the social landscape from then to now. It's like there's so much... What they've laid in place with their sacrifices and everything is what we have available, so much available now in the terms of like, you know, when it comes to leadership and like mm -hmm. topping sports and topping this thing, this chart and music and all that type of stuff. Right. And all these things that kind of have, has us in a space of more complacency around um, our, us having a staunch position on our social mm -hmm. landscape right. to where it's like it matters because you know we now it's like oh well we're getting what's considered rewards no one's beating the us and spraying us with water hoses or sicking dogs on us so it must be good and, and I'm winning things I'm winning I'm being validated by this external force even though my validation is coming from a force that's actually been beating me down to a pulp for centuries so what other guys and uh, like uh, other like measurement tool do you have other than this, this oppressive force that's now provided a web and a community of things that you have to abide by? And when you when you reap the rewards from that, is it really the rewards that you truly like justly deserve by what by what term and by whose definition? Um, when the village that you've come from has no idea like where you actually stand in your spiritual space as an African. Um, so it's, it's, it, it, a lot of that gets compiled on where like back in the day, all that mattered really in mm -hmm. essence was holding on to your, your, black, right. your blackness, your Africanness, your, your sensibilities, your, your self-governance, your self-worth, your pride. That was it. That was you it. had to fight for everything. When it was voting, whether it was um, your business, everything, that, whatever the case may be, that was it. Whereas there's so much filling up the space now, it doesn't. It's not as much of a feel the need for fight, but actually it still is. It's just been, it's just been disguised as something different. The the trials and tribulations have been disguised as something different. The slavery has been disguised as something different, um, to where it's more of a mental hold than anything. And the mental hold looks like the Western Westernized education and school system looks like sports and athletes. Um, you know, weight class and all that type of stuff for measurements so you could beat each other down, boxing and things like that, football, all those different pieces of entertainment that looks like you bring you're getting joy out of it, but you're actually amusing the master in the house. This is the bigger house. We're all in the house now, just chilling, but not really. So we have right. to examine these things from from these different perspectives and understand the the diabolical breakdown. Um, and shift of what the symbolism looks like. Mm -hmm. We don't realize what is what it's looking like because it looks like something beautiful, but you know that's it's like a cloak and dagger. yeah, that's like painting a a, a a rock. That's like painting a smoothed rock red and putting you know sticking like taping a stick to it and calling it a candy apple. Well, here is a treat. Right. No, it's still bad for you. It still will harm you and will crack your teeth. Just because it looks nice doesn't change the fact that it's harmful.
to you spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, and over time becomes epigenetic and because becomes this 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 lineage of trauma passed down to right. the point where that that next lineage has no clue where it's coming from. They just know they're traumatized and hurt. And they have no way of communicating it. Right. There's no one in their space, and that segues us kind of, sort of. We're going to go ahead and just jump right on into the youth. Tell the youth the truth. Tell the youth you know, the truth. Tell the youth the truth. So the civil rights movement was head up by youth, um, a lot of academic and, and, and religious youth of the time uh, started these organizations. And so when they started these organizations, their goal was to fight for their rights because they were having these issues in the South with Jim Crow laws. So let me read a little quick clip to you so that you get a little bit of a gist around this. The civil rights era was a time of turbulence. Therefore, the turmoil and conflict that uh, uh, conflict this time presented an American public for organizations formed and kept the new hope of the civil rights movement alive, playing a key role in the activities of the movement. These organizations, the Student Nonviolent Community uh, Coordinating Committee, which was SNCC, the Southern, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC, and the Congress, Con- Congress of Racial Equity, Corps and the National Association for Advancement of Colored People, NAACP, mm-hmm. helped run the various boycotts, protests, sit-ins, and demonstrations that history records during this vital era. In January 1957 in Montgomery, Mississippi, Joseph Lowry and Martin Luther King Jr. founded the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. King Jr. served as president with Lowry as vice president. The SCLC had mostly ministers for leaders, thus ushering in a moral aspect to the civil rights campaign. The organization showed people how to, um, how how ugly and immoral segregation was, and by using marches and propaganda techniques. Um, so, just to give you a little bit of an idea, um, Martin Luther King was a gentleman in his late twenties, early thirties, thirty, early thirties, around that, that age group um, when he decided to come into creating this environment. So we're not talking about somebody 50, 40 years old. These are young people of a certain age. Um, And these various organizations came out of a lot of different spaces, but basically because of a need. And um, unfortunately, they were in a pressure cooker, and there was pressure, and pressure forces pipes. And sometimes you don't have planning time. Mm -hmm. You don't have time to sit down and strategize. I really want African people to get something, which is where keys to soar comes in. Strategies to obtain access to residual results strategies like you really want to really strategize because a lot of us have just been kind of going along to get along and because we've gotten so stagnant in our getting along we don't want to look back because we realize that we spent a lot of time in misdirection so these things were in misdirection and i'm not here to criticize the movement but i I discovered sometime very early in my discovery of education re-educating myself that the civil rights movement was short-sighted right Mm. they didn't have the benefit of sophisticated think tanks mm. um, and decades of processing and educators coming together. These were young people, and they were they were in response to their circumstances. Mm. So a lot of times when you are in response to your circumstance, you don't always make the best possible choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did the best they could with what they had right. at the time. That's the key. And they got some results, and they, they created... But you know something? We're here now, and our youth of today... Um, I'm talking to some youth and we're in this space and they're like, nobody told us nothing because you know, wherever I go, I got to plant the seed. And we're talking with these young women and they're 22 and 23 and they're like, yeah, we just kind of here doing our little cell phone salesperson thing, but they don't have no plan. So if they don't have a plan for their lives, which means they don't have any plan for their labor and how to exploit their labor in this society that's based on commerce, that's based on capitalism, that means you have to pay to live, then that means they don't have no time for civic duty. Because they'll be trying to eat. Mm-hmm. And now we create another situation where now right. our youth are in response to their circumstances. Right. And they will likely make unreasonable decisions in a rush because they don't have time to process. Because they got to get to the bag. They got to get their them. money. Yeah. And all, all, people, all they know now is the power of capitalism and that they need to pay rent or they need to get you know these clothes. They need to get this food. Um, and, and that's just it. And then that, that, that grind stems into everything else to where now you're, now you're disassociating with other people. You're disconnecting with your, with your social landscape as far as like, you know, having like proper relationships, right. whether it be friendships, whether it be with the family, whether it be in intimate relationships, right. all those, all that begins to suffer because there's no time to worry about all that other stuff. Now it's just like, I got to survive. Everyone's in survival mode. 
these kids are in survival mode and also they're further in survival mode because now we're in an age where the elders have had to have disconnected to where they're not in the space of guidance and essentially pushed in the space of judgment to where there was this apparently there was this gap magically that right. now elders have no clue who these kids are and don't know what to do with them so some somewhere there was a disconnect right. within the with since the civil rights movement up to now there was a disconnect in the structure of the of the of the black family mm -hmm. of the family period like um to where the elders can relate can relate to the kids i mean you're not you know it's always going to be some evolutions and different things but relate meaning there's no want to pass down knowledge which is the key to having these kids elevate and passing the baton so they can well, continue like john the henry race. clark was well, like john henry clark was to you know at that time to the 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 black panthers and to sclc and to core they looked like dr ben um dr henry, henry clark like some of our leaders of that time poured into our young people we still have dr leonard jeffries who has an anniversary coming up the 30th of this month at National Black Theater. For those who want to go ahead and attend, check in on National Black Theater, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, 55 years of marriage, him and his wife. Wow. Um, and he's one of our one of our living treasures that we still have left. Um, but, but, but we know that when I was coming up, and I was in that pivotal age, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, a pivotal discovery years, I was actually a person that was in action to learn. Mm -hmm. I sought out and I sought leadership and I, doors were closed in my face. I was asking questions that people didn't really want to answer. Rabble rousing. Um, they, mm -hmm. I, they, they just, it wasn't really rabble rousing because some of these folks knew that I was on to something, but they didn't help me at all. They didn't help. Because they, you being on to something means that they would have to get back in action. And, and exactly. in the space of and they life, had, they, it's yes. too much fear to get back in action because we don't want the dogs again. Yep. We don't want the hoses again. I think that's what it is. That reminds me, not to not to cut you off, but like that reminds me with the whole thing with shooting the video, the um, you know, Slumber Double Jeopardy video, and like there was this feeling like you know, showing the elders what we what we doing, wearing Black Panther shirts and things like that. It's like, well, what you trying to do? What you was what you trying oh, to yeah, do? Y'all upset the white folks. Like it's like legit fear of us just wearing. On his music video appearing shoot, appearing to look like. in all black in a black a big Black Panther logo um, on our shirts, and it's like, well, what are y'all, what are y'all trying to do? Yeah, and what are y'all trying to involve me in? And it's like, no, we're trying to show you show the level of power and black commerce and black business ownership and things like that. But there was fear there, so the fear there is like uprooting it's something. Trauma. There's trauma, it's trauma that's being relived. So that now that's a disconnection in that being passed on to the youth because they want to do something they just don't know how so they whatever so how. with them trying to figure it out comes you pressure. know the pressure comes like misdirection misdirection our proper organizing not consistent organizing and then they just joining clubs um, just just for the sake of yeah. joining clubs because there's a psychology of the group dynamics so so that they don't have to sit out by themselves mm -hmm. they've been left idling and once you didn't give them something to do, somebody else giving them something to do. Now they're left idling, and now they're 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 primed for the taking, and they're they're being they're being stuff is being poured into their minds. And you know what? They're young and they're impressionable, and their minds are malleable. They think they're 23, they're 24, they're 25. They know everything. They got it popping. Yeah. They don't know nothing, and they're malleable. And the system is playing them. And guess what? The children are the future. So if the 23-year-olds of today, the 24-year-olds of back then, from the education, from SNCC, from CORE. Um, from SCLC were working if these youth today I don't get to working what would there be tomorrow mm. there'll be nothing because everybody wants to have a kumbaya conversation <laughs> where you're not having any conversation about what's good for your well-being and your and greatest what's happening good in this and case you're now. afraid yeah. to have a conversation about your greatest good um, and then I have youth saying things like nobody told us so we telling these young women what the deal is and they're just so enamored like oh my god we had a 20 minute conversation with them and the girl was just so impactful then this week, I met a young lady after work, and then she came to see me the very next day at the end of my work day because she was so impacted. Mm. 19 years old, oppressed on her job. Mm. And these adults are oppressing these youth, stamping out their revolutionary spirit, not answering their questions, and not telling them the truth. And there's some folks that want to say, they don't, I'm not going to tell my kids all of that stuff because it's too heavy. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hamper their growth. What are you talking about? You putting your, you setting your kids up to lose. Because I'm recently in two spaces where I'm dealing with a woman who's East Indian who had a conversation with someone and she says, 
Oh, yeah, so um, she asked me a question that she knew the answer was no to, but what she did was she tried to set me up and play dumb like she didn't know in case if I didn't know, I would have set myself up and got into trouble. Mm. And that would have been a situation. She was trying to set me up. She drew a hole for me, and she thought I'd fall in. And I asked her, since the last time you came in, what happened? Like, who do you think you're talking to, miss? But see, you're not setting your youth up to win. And this is happening to me, and I'm not 10 years old. But this woman thought she could play me. I had another one today, a gentleman, who thought that I'm trying to actually help him. I was in, in, involved in a situation that actually didn't have anything to do with me, but I had a solution for it. So I stepped in and offered support. This man wanted to sit me down and told me that I need to be quiet four times in a conversation over the course of maybe five seconds. And I said, excuse me, I'm going to need to get you somebody else. Because he wanted to sit me down and say, sit down, good dog. That was his presentation. That was in his attitude. But you're not setting up our youth to win. And you're not giving them the internal code to be able to fight some of these demons. Because that's a straight-up demon. I'm not talking about a person. Get out of the people. Because people are mechanisms. They allow things to inhabit them, and they choose to allow these things to inhabit them. And then they allow those things to impact other people and impact their lives. And they're impacting our youth in a way that's negative, and it's not fortifying to their spirits. It's not allowing them to grow. It's not allowing them to feel supported. And guess what? Now they're going through all these different social anxieties and a bunch of different things that's in our space that weren't in our space before. We don't have the community environment. We got some comments coming in. Yeah, I was trying to get to him. You didn't tell me that about homeboy, but all right. Yeah, that happened earlier today. So Brother AJ checks in. Peace and blessing, brother. He says, the deconstruction of the black families was to benefit the machine and reverse the effects of the civil rights progress. Yes, that's what we're speaking about today, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All of the, to, to turn back the hands of time. I told my offspring that the foundation of a thing determines its direction and or purpose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you, you know, you, to know where you're going, it's imperative to know where you've come from, Coming which from is definitely so. Absolutely. Go back and get it. Go back and get it. Um, and then, you know, we have, we, we want to look at, like, like we were doing the juxtaposition between what was happening in the social landscape and the fact that they, de, uh, Dr. Omar said that they de-industrialized our communities. So the part where you could actually work without having to have a college degree, um, they created a pressure cooker for over 20 years. So from the 70s to the 90s, they created a pressure cooker. They do this. This is what you call misdirection. This is the three-card monty that I always talk to you about. They did a misdirection from the 70s to the 90s and put you in such a pressure cooker that in the mid-90s, everybody was going to college. Everybody was going to college and everybody was going to the Army. Do you remember the hard campaigns that was out in the 90s? Hard body. Posters everywhere. Go to college. They were selling microloans. Mm. And now you need to tell our youth that education does not necessarily equate to capital in this society. So they need more skills and more tools to be able to maneuver within the matrix so they can make it. And then also so that they can hold on to their spirit. Because we're also, we're selling our kids out by not telling them the truth and having them maneuver through the system and allowing the system to code them. And then you wonder why they can't be, why they don't have a revolutionary spirit. Why they have no civic responsibility. They wouldn't because the system does not teach them that. The system doesn't teach them to think critically. It doesn't teach them to have a revolutionary spirit. And it doesn't teach them how to advocate and stand up for their own greatest good. This, there are adults 50 years old who cannot speak up for their own greatest good to this day and are embarrassed when I show up. But they know the mitochondria is and the I'm powerhouse not even of the cell. I'm That's not even know. like going, <laughs> acting, I'm not even like getting in. I'm just like, I said to a lady this evening, I said, well, this is the situation and I, I kind of need a solution. She's like, well, we don't, I said, well, hold on. I came to this, the booth, this is the place for me to come for solutions and you're telling me to call someone else. And it's 5.30 and I have to get home. Is the place open? Well, we don't have anything. I said, miss, I don't understand what's happening right now, but I'm here because this is the place that I was told to come to for answers. So can you please find a solution for me? I had to say this to this lady. 20 years old, 23 year olds will not say that. They will take the ticket, turn around and walk away. And guess what? For them, that was a defeat. That was a defeat. This is where a lot of a lot of our education and like critical thinking or lack thereof is happening within the box, and it's very hard for people to break out of the box. You mm -hmm. say you have to take you have to have a certain type of will, um, and certain type of like determination on what you want out of your life to even know that you can actually lift the box lid up and get the fuck out of there. The allegory of the cave. Right, or like you know like. A, a caged bird who like you open the gate the, the gate to the cage and the but there's the leave. bird doesn't leave because it doesn't know what freedom looks like it just sits in the cage because that's all it knows and this is what we're dealing with, with within within <clears throat> we we talk about 
the deconstruction of the black family and the deconstruction of the black community and deconstruction of, of black ownership and black self-governance happening over years time and then that generational aspect of it is like now it's like we've been just like you slowly being meandered into this cave like you said like a cave so to speak and then generations are being born within this cave That's so right. who even knows that there's a whole other life thank you outside who knew it was who life who knew outside it wasn't life because these kids are getting history their history oh my goodness in the so i was at the Damn. store the other night um just a little quick anecdote and um it was interesting. It was also like a, a conversation I had with a brother from Ghana who was my little driver. But I was at the store the other night. Mm -hmm. um, the store owners was, was African brothers. Um, and young dude, young dude was coming in, maybe mid-20s, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And he was trying to mess around with him, talking about, yeah, you're going to take these, this, this money, man. You're going you're gonna to try to send it back to your country, man. It'll be sending it back to your country. I'll come and fuck you up. Talking funny. He was, right. And he was like... That the guy, you know, like they said, they're joking because that's just the hood shit that happens. I but guess. like, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah, I didn't, it's not funny at all. I think it's terrible. But anyway, but that's how they talk. So the African guy, he's like, well, he's like, well, we're like country. He's saying like in the sense of like Africa, the country. Right. And, he, and the African guy's like, what do think of country? You think it's like the what, Nigeria? He's like, oh, you think only Africa is just Nigeria and Ghana? Those two countries. What that's other it. countries do you know? And dude was stumped. He was like, oh, you know, I, oh man, yo. Ah, to the point where he had he ended up leaving, ah, yeah, whatever, and like ended up leaving the store. He could name another country in Africa Gosh. out of Nigeria and Ghana. But ask him, where you at, BX? Where you at, Queens in the house? Where you at, Staten Island, you know, Harlem in the house, Harlem Bed Style? None of which you own any. None of it. You don't own any of that. You don't own any of it. And then check this <laughs> out. I even have a conversation about even if you think you own this American soil, there's a racket going on in this American mm -hmm. soil. At the end of the day, while there's a racket going on in the American soil, you want to really be clear of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Because these people owned this land, and they literally came and took it. You know, they came and took it from our people. You know, so, like, how comfortable are you, and how, 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 how are you running your ROI, your return on investment, and how are you flipping it, how are you getting out quick, stick, and move? Because don't get comfortable around these folks. They, won't, they don't want you to be comfortable. I'm looking around, and I keep seeing these businesses that says established in 1884. Some of our colleges and universities are established in the 1900s. Oh, you know, some of these, you know, organizations are over 100 years old. How is this possible? How is this possible? Are you trying to say that black businesses didn't want to survive 100 years? Or are you saying that they were destroyed on, intentionally for a reason? And someone did it to them. They didn't just disappear. Like, so... These are the things that we want to be authentic with our youth about, you know, um, and also creating a moral compass for them so that they understand that, you know, there, you can do certain things. You don't have to do anything for the money. Like you can hold your own and you can hold your African identity and spirit and you don't just have to sell yourself and your people out for money, you right. know, because, you know, some of these folks, the more they, the more they sell out, the higher they get, the more they're willing to sell out, the more they're willing to pump garbage and foolishness to the people the more they're willing to beguile them and, and create misdirection. Because although you may not necessarily be selling dope on the street, but if you're out here peddling a message like ministers are doing today and you're misdirecting the people, you also giving your brother a rocket he should stop. Mm -hmm. Tell the people the truth because you know the truth. You know it. Good thing I found it on my own because I actually was in the space of learning. I wanted to know because I learned very early on not to trust the matrix. Why would I? I don't have any... You know, greatest indicator of the future is the past. At what point in this American landscape was the African all right or well off? Mm. When? There was a little small window after reconstruction for five minutes that you might have lived in a, a decent, like, you know, chocolate heaven. After that, what happened? It's been a constant pressure cooker. And one or two keep sliding through. They come through. You can box. You can play basketball. You can tap dance. You can dance. Now you got black women showing up. Black women CEO this. Black women this. Black women first that. Black women that. Where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. Where is this coming from? Because when you have taught your children a broader landscape, Africans created mathematics and science and healing and medicine. Africans performed the first open heart surgery and black and, and brain surgery. And, you know, so, so we were doing these things long before we ever encountered European people. Long before. In the continent of Africa. So you don't, have to, you don't have to feel like, oh, my God, I'm just so enamored because, oh, my God, this first black woman, this. Like, who really cares? Because this first under what? 
First, on the white not, skin consciousness, we, you've acclimated so well that you get to get trophies and, and feel like proud. Of, like, why? Other than the stick and move, other than it's a, a mechanism to help maneuver, to do something. But, but that's not what I see. These folks don't maneuver. They get their little come up, and then they get comfortable, and they go sit down. That's what generally happens. They run the circuit. They get their little coin. They get their, they get their little ego stroke by getting their little pseudo-celebrity. And then they go sit the fuck down. Mm-hmm. They not here revolution, revolutioning, because by now they've made all these white friends, and they don't know how to have an authentic black conversation in front of white folks. White folks right. love me, cause they got to see me. Like that's just how they go down. Right, you do, you like, don't. I don't have that issue. I don't have a man on man conversation. It's these others, like these new, you know, white consciousness inside of brown skin. These new jacks who mm. think they're getting ready to make some moves, and I'm like, who are you talking to? Like, having, you better go have all of the seats. Having a half-hearted like, I'm conversation. Here for, I'm here for, uh, you know, a humanity conversation, but I'm definitely not here for accepting a new oppressor when I just got rid of one. Right. I'm not here for it. Right, because because it's important to like when you you want to look at the landscape, but like, how are you having an authentic? Or are you having authentic black conversation as a black person in America with white people, with your white friends? Remember, these this conversations are not about pro. Again, pro black is an anti white or anti anybody. So these conversations, these conversations ain't about trying to upset somebody. It's about pulling, peeling back the layers of, of of the discontent of our human experience. So if you're not having a, as as a black person with white friends, if you're not having a true authentic conversation around what race means in America to and you and how you're spouses. impacted, right? Black folks or white spouses white or boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever the fuck. Like you, if you're not having, you need you need to have a real conversation around that. Because otherwise, you then you essentially are you're living still living in deceit, and you and you're withholding to your to your relationships with these people, because they they have they're missing an aspect of you that is so paramount to who you actually are in your identity, and you're missing an aspect of that by not acknowledging it with the people around you. If you can't well, trust the people around evolve. you, then what's the point? They never get to evolve. They live on like you're on stage. <sighs> Lights, cameras, action. Yeah. And you, you, you gotta be on, on. You gotta be on. 24 hours, seven days a week, which is why, why Africans have such bad um, uh, uh, emotional issues, depression, psychological issues, mental health, wellness is in the toilet. So because of, we're always on. Like the the lolly, 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 poo, 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 and, and cornfields that white people, uh, uh, you know, they make it seem like white mm. folks always have cornfields, whatever they are, and there's like little floaty little doves floating around all the time, and bowls of cherries, and everything is sweet and nice, mm-hmm. right? They make, they give this impression like this is the mm. world of white people. Um, <laughs> That's so lighthearted. A wonderful world of white people. A wonderful people. world of white people. <laughs> and black people, if you want to get, uh, get away from your pressure weird. cooker and where <laughs> shit is on fire over there, where you at, come over here with white people, because we getting nah. it popping. But I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> There is a pseudo, a slither of truth in that. Right. Because standing here in an authentic black conversation, ain't nobody throwing no parade. There's a ton of black folks who are just giving you back. They're giving you the back, giving yeah. you the back. Because nah, they're terrified. They can't have the conversation for themselves. And they don't know how to negotiate balancing having an African conversation in white spaces. Or it's like a back alley conversation. Like, yeah. Yes, we gonna, we, gonna meet we, up got, we got all the whispers. That, yo, we got yo, all the whispers. You keep talking, that, keep talking that stuff, man. You know, right on. What's your boss coming? Gotta go. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, I... I or like, in my inbox. We... Having a black-ass conversation for fake fake. But they ain't having that conversation nowhere else in their lives. You're, un- you're unapologetic and undeniable understanding of yourself. Especially as an African in America, as a black person, as a, having a black experience in America. It is what it in is, In spaces bro. with non-black people. It's true. 100. There's nothing else they can show you. There's nothing else they can do to you. Nothing else they nope. can say to you. All they can do is meet you exactly where you are. So that, from there, is where an authentic relationship can actually begin. Yeah, occur. Exactly. Either they, they, they can share exactly who they are or be a space. Like, for, for, for us, it's about being a space for like those honest conversations not mm-hmm. being like oh, oh fuck you whitey and like like and, and that's it like but no like you have a question let's talk about it you're ignorant get the fuck out of my face but you have a question you want to you want to understand to be a better to be a better white person to be a better person whatever to you want to call it to be a better experience and also exactly. you know what white people have been misdirected as well they have been misdirected as mm-hmm. well because right. the world of whiteness is not cornfields. Mm-hmm. It's not all of that. I'm here to tell you it's a lot of underhanded, low-life, degenerate, diabolical, dis- dysfunctional stuff 
over there in the world of whiteness. Right. I'm here to tell you, they just don't advertise. They don't make that they their primary like narrative. That, but show and notes. they don't they don't raise their children in that space. Yeah. They shield their children from all of that, and they make their children because you know you see these little kids. Maybe time, but kids are generally shy. But let me tell you something, children, they have a different kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. So. So you talking about they, hateful kids? It's because they have hateful parents. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, because this and real, this is in a real conversation. It, like she said, those happen within white spaces. They may not advertise like that, but I like white friends that are like, "Yo, I'm tired of white people shit." Man, but they please. know what that means, though. It's not like I'm just tired of white people. No, it's I'm tired of of white those that are craziness, under white, male, white skin privilege, white skin privilege, white oppression, white supremacy, right. things like that. They understand that framework. Separate the social landscape from it being from a them, whole entire conversation, and them being like because you're white, automatic. No, like you know what I mean. And I and I appreciate having those conversations with my, with my, my white friends that are like that. Like they can kind of be like, look, I don't get this part. Can you can you show me how? I've had and shouts out to them. I've had them coming like you know if they're far away, whatever, come in my inbox and when they want to know stuff like what this is so messed because up. How can we be so done? What, what can be done? Having this truthful conversation, it'd be it great doesn't if make you no did. sense for some of these things <laughs> you know, are real surface and they're. They're not sorry. They're not no, like, they're they're not like freaking splitting atoms. You know, we're talking about these things because we talk about the social landscape because people make things happen and people don't make things happen. I'm not here for a passive conversation. I'm here for being in action. You being responsible. White people being responsible. Everyone being responsible for creating yeah. the outcome. I'm not here for poo-pooing you and telling you to praise the Lord and give up responsibility for your actions because as far as I'm concerned, how about you harness your own power and infuse your space with what you did? Because you did this. You put the work in. You beat the devil. You beat the circumstances. You 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 kept on. You kept beating at it. You kept your priorities. You kept determination, and you kept moving. You did that, African. Your power did that. Your determination, your motivation, your ingenuity, you created that. How about you harness that power instead of switching off the blame to what you created off to somebody else? No, I created it, and I know what I can create. And you need to know what's in your hand. And you need to be able to talk to other Africans and tell them what's in their hand. See, I have an education and a life experience, and everybody in my village has access to my education and my experiences. Everybody in my village, because I live in an abundant space. Mm-hmm. But I cannot say that for nobody else that I know in my entire village. And I know a lot of people. And I have known a lot of people. And I cannot say I met one single person who has been open that way with me since I've known them. And guess what? They don't have to be open with the world that way, but I'm open that way. So why wouldn't you then be open that way? See, we talk about the social conditions because these social interactions are impacting our broader landscape of continuity, self-governance, and community and unity. If we can't get together on these baseline social interactions, it's nothing we can do as a collective. We really want to work that out, and we want to make sure that we pass it on good information and good behaviors to our children because we are creating our children's narrative of what is acceptable, what they should accept from the world, and what they shouldn't accept. Your children should know how to self-advocate. And I know there are grown people that don't know how to self-advocate. Oh, I just let that go. You know, this kind of stuff all happens all the time. Yeah, it be people being racist all the time. Just let that go. Don't sweat that. No, 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 no. You go into school, you cross my path with that foolishness. And you don't want me to show up at all for you. And what happens in space is how you create that energy. Because, like, no matter what, even whether it was a racist conversation or, 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 like, you know, just social conversation, just how you show up. Yeah. And it's 100 changes how people treat you. Are you kidding like, me? Like, I was saying, for instance, like, you know, a, fam- you know, a family friend over time, um, like, just because of seeing how I show up, you know, growing up, they've treated me differently in, in a positive way. I'm like, understand, like, oh, okay. I can see where this brother's coming from in right. his space. I see where he's come from, knowing who he is. And I, and the thing is, like, you know, in general, like, you, a lot of people deal with that issue when it comes to like family and friends, or like yeah. they just can't accept them being in another space of, of elevation or being different. So to understand, like, when you set the tone for your existence of anybody to be the undeniable, space moves the space you moves the around way. you in the same it way. So that means you get to have the conversations you need to have, whether it's for your own self-efficacy or for the benefit of your community, for the benefit of a community you don't see but is still connected to you by virtue of your being, Mm -hmm. then you get to curate that and for generations and generations and generations to come because that's what it is. You set the tone for generations to thrive by you simply being and having a standing in your position in your being. 
period, wherever you are. But what does it mean to be courageous enough to be the courageous source? Courageous enough, yes. Courageous enough to be the source. So when you show up on, and you show up in white center consciousness, and you're always on lights, cameras, action, on, you have no connection to your divine self. Mm -hmm. So this fake fake, which is why you can't courageously stand and be the source. See, being able to be the source is a degree of self-mastery. And you would have had to actually gotten into yourself in order to be the center of the space that generates that type of energy. And this is what I'm discovering about my personal self in the spaces that I move around. And people just cannot behave however they feel like behaving in my space. And I didn't even check them. I haven't said nothing to them. They grown. Do what you want to do, but they get away from me. They don't bring that foolishness in my space because they know it's unacceptable in my space. It's not going to work. And it has, they can make up whatever narrative. And a lot of people, let me tell you, they tell themselves a lot of lies. They tell themselves a lot of lies lot of about lies. all their foolishness, exactly. all of it. And they try to point their finger at me. They try to say, you, you, you. But you know what? It's you, you, you. <laughs> all you. You, all you. You might want to get your shit together. I posted today. I said, get stop hiding. Get your shit together because I see you. Don't make no mistake about it. See, that's the beautiful thing about it. And even my Christian folks, because I don't knock my Christian folks. Nah. I don't knock our family for listen, their oppression. Listen, It's she, your oppression. Yo, she can rattle off any scripture. You name it, she got it embedded in her. So Don't come clear. for me. It's just the God's conversation. But you know why I needed to know it? Because that's where I me, started. I don't know, no. And I started that <laughs> way, but I also had the education and then the experience love to God. synthesize the information to be able to find the middle ground. And I was able to dissect as to how the Bible was extracted and where it came from from the stories that come in. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 when you worship in spirit and in truth, and if you seek it and you're looking after, it will come to you. When the student is ready, the, the, the teacher shall appear. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I have had many teachers over time who have poured a little drip, drip a little drip, 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 drip. Couldn't get it all, but got a little drip, but I kept traveling and I kept doing a lot of work. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. And then I have a situation where I have the youth turning around to me saying, well, what is it worth? Things aren't going, you're not shooting to the stars. Like, so what is it worth with this elevation, with this consciousness, we're trying to raise our children? What is it worth in this society? Well, you cannot level this, you cannot balance this within the matrix. Because there is no merit system within the matrix. The matrix is strictly based on illusion, misdirection, falsification. So you, there's no way to balance ma'at or a ma'atian concept of living with our social construct. There's no way. So if you're going, if you're coming from, we had some coaching some years ago, and I said, if you're, if you're, if you're in reaction to your already knowing, you're not going to come up with nothing. So you're going to have to create a whole new, which again is about being courageously in the center and being yeah, able be to be present. powerful enough to create a new reality. Yeah. See, you're not going to get it out of what you have. If your reference point is what you already had, you're not how about get you get rid of new. all yeah. of it and start fresh? From right where you stand in that current how about moment that? and create something new. Because you'll be surprised what comes up in that space. Yeah, a that lot comes up space. in that space if you let go of what you think you know. Infuse your God abilities, Right. You know, God gave man the power over, right? You know, God, man was second in command. Man, woman was second in command. Infuse your God creating abilities mm -hmm. and be the source, the prime mover. Be at the center of creation and start over fresh and see what you come up with. I'm here to tell you, I've been having a freaking blast. This has been a freaking trip of a lifetime, right? And the things about it is I yes. pop up with these stories every now and again, and people are just shocked to hear some of these things because it's a journey of becoming and self-mastery. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we all take responsibility in our civic duty and commitment because there is a commitment. The narrative about everyone to get there is this, this radical idea, individualism came out of the matrix. And that was another tactic in their SWOT analysis to destabilize the black community, the African family, the African community. It's this radical individual, I'm gonna get minds. So you gotta get yours so you're willing to sell pregnant women crack. You gotta get yours. You gotta get yours so you're willing to kill folk out here for sneakers mm -hmm. and for eight ball jackets. See, this is the kind of foolishness that has that's happened in our communities. That's been cultivated in our communities. This is what has yeah, happened in absolutely. our communities. These are the things that we have been doing to ourselves based on our unfortunate psychosis, our traumas, have driven this behavior. And if we actually look at ourselves as ill, 
we would be looking at this whole living experience very differently. Yeah. I'm not concerned with your house and your TV and your new car. All of those things are irrelevant. And in the grand scheme of things, they come and they go. Yeah. What better way to rule a collective than to curate an experience for them to realize they're not they're not even acting as a collective. They don't even know they're a collective. They don't have to. Because you've already exactly. the experience that like everyone's out for self. And they're all f- frustrated and angry and whatever the case may be with the system and feeling alone in a crowded room. Why? Why are we not analyzing these situations in a more thorough manner, questioning everything? And the fact that we're all <laughs> we're all in front of our TVs, in front of our computers, in front of our phones, getting news about the same entities affecting all of us. So what is it to say that, hey, why don't all of us get together with all of us and, and do what we can do what's better for all of us. But we can't see that because we've already been conditioned to believe that we're, we're all against each other versus that actually there's, a, there's a, something greater in hand that wants to keep us separate and pull us, suck us dry separately. And it works for them. And it works for them while we die. It's bananas. It's bananas. And then the, 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 what they call it, the uh, misdirection, um, musician, m- musicians, magicians use misdirection all the time. Well, these, music, you, these musicians these days kind of doing this it too. Hand while this hand is doing something else. I mean, I realize. So this is it. misdirection all the time, and they just continue with us with the misdirection um, and all of these different entities. And because we don't have one formula that says, you know something, I'm gonna stand for the ascending of the African soul and the opening of the African spirit. You ain't gotta like it, and that's okay. We can still be friends depending on what your contribution to my quality of life is. Mm-hmm. Period. And I don't have nothing else to say to you about it. You ain't got to like it. But if you are impacting my quality of life in a way that impedes upon me we and encroaches my quality of life, we got a problem. Right? And that's the bottom line. I don't care whether you're yellow, black, pink, blue, or bo- with purple polka dots. It doesn't matter. If and, and understand something to an African. I ask Africans all the time, you know, do workshops. What are your quality of life? They have no idea. Quality of life does not come up in conversation. Now I break it down. And you know what folks start saying? Car, house, What quality career, is that bringing? Um, because if you take it away, then what do you have left quality, what to is you? This because is such a limited thinking. You're still living, life living. You're still living if those things aren't there. So what quality do you have left in your living life? If you don't have those things, so if uh, my family, my kids, doing my, what? Doing what? What's the quality? Is it is it positive? Is it toxic? Does your family love you? Is your family separate? Have you educated them? Do you, Do you guys have a loving and supportive environment? All those pieces matter. In a way that's authentic. It's not enough to just not be some like fake trying to be Cosby Show foolishness. Like it doesn't. It's, okay. it's not enough to like because there's the whole idea. That's like the idea of the American dream. It's like everyone wants to live the American dream, Who's a car. Dream? Exactly. Like there's a, the car, the picket fence, the house, the, the kids, all that type of stuff. But what good is it if it's full of dysfunction? What good is all of that if it's full of dysfunction, depression, despair, and inauthenticity? And, inauth- inauthenticity. and everyone's faking the mistrust. And trying to pretend something else. And, and 20, to... 30 years of your life has passed by and you're not and happy. And now you figure it out. And now you have to start And now over. you're talking about you need meds and now you're out now you're losing your mind and you can't get, it, you can't get your footing. Whatever. Because this is, this is on, this is, but see, we all, if, if we do some of the knowledge, we know how this story ends. Right. Because we have seen it time and time and again. And it will end. And it doesn't, no, 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 it definitely will end. Now, we can do this nicely, <laughs> or oh, we don't it's have to. Either way or the hard way. We can do it the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Okay, so my conversation to you, family, is... You are the center of the revolutionary movement. Mm. It is your personal responsibility to be civically responsible for the revolutionary movement. What is revolutionary? Revolutionary simply means a change in something. Mm -hmm. A change in a thing that creates an outcome. Right. Revolution. Revolve into what? Into a quality of life for an African. Revolution. Revolve into what? Revolutionize. Revolutionize. To create something from one thing to another that does what? It creates a quality of life for yourself. So you get to revolutionize your human experience. That doesn't mean you don't say people who have this skewed view of like revolution means everybody got to put on put on fatigue and take up arms. I mean, if that worked for you, but then what? What are you going to actually do with it? 
What are you gonna actually do? Even with if you it? burn it, they burned down Harlem, they burned down Brooklyn, they burned down everywhere. What happened? You have it to just be was smart. burnt down. The people strategic. that owned it, they cleaned up, they got the insurance policies, and they dipped. And they left these buildings burnt down because all these crackheads, all these drug people, nobody was thinking about putting no coin together and buying no property. So them buildings stayed burnt down all through Atlantic Avenue, all the lots, all through Bed-Stuy, all through Bushwick, all through Flatbush. They was burnt down for years, 20, 25 years. So now these folks is moving back in and every lot is empty. They came with bags of cash and they took the spaces and they put towers in them. Mm-hmm. And they put the rent so high that you can't live there. You. I'm just saying. Like, and we burnt down our communities because we were angry. We were in a pressure cooker and we reacted with emotion. We did not strategize and make decisions that would have been beneficial to us. For one, if we understand that corporations own our government, we would have a better strategy as to how to deal with our government. One. Two. If Africans actually understood how they stand in American context, they would be seeking asylum elsewhere. Like, it's real like that. Like, I'm not concerned with the cute little gigs that so-and-so got, cute little gigs, such, 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 and the little piecemeal crumbs that fall from the master's table that you get. Because there's another video that we're going to play next week where Dr. Omar Johnson talks about the mechanism of the multicultural movement and how that's being mechanized against your African quality of life. So remember, it is your responsibility to be involved with as a revolutionary movement and civic responsibility to revolutionize, to being the revolutionary, to change something from crap to something positive mm-hmm. that impacts your quality of life for yourself and your children and your future and your mm-hmm. community. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do the work. No savior is coming. You are the savior. You are going to do the work or you are not going to do the work. Okay. It's up to you. And we know but it's, you will get what you put in. We know it sounds daunting, but despair not. Your first task of courageousness is to just simply ask questions. What you don't know can be fulfilled and you can get to your next steps, pieces to the puzzle. And, and that's how you Definitely grow the seeds to your power. To grow the seeds to your power. You plant the seed, you, you, you ask as many questions as possible. Don't fear asking questions. That's the, that's the most courageous thing you can do is open up your mouth and ask a question. Because you know why? Because now you're filling yourself up with knowledge. And then what happens with that knowledge when you apply it is that you've now made a revolutionary act. Because now something new has happened in the space because you've applied a new, a new skill, a new knowledge that has it be different. And hopefully for the better. Well, you'll be asking questions, but ask the questions of your higher consciousness and of your, of your ancestors. Right. Because people cannot inform you past their own consciousness. If they don't have the ability to see past their, their shortcomings, they cannot advise you past that. I'm here to tell you, I have to leave a lot of people behind with their information. Don't throw out the baby right, with the bathwater. Right, you want to see proper counsel. Don't throw, don't, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I was generally creating the foundation that I wanted to see occur, and I wasn't finding it someplace. It wasn't somewhere. It was with me. I couldn't look out and peer into the space and find what I was looking to see. It wasn't there. There was only small fragments and segments of what I was trying to create, and you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so you chew up the fat, spit out the bone. Keep it moving. Allow your spirit to help you discern. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Take up your consciousness and your wisdom that you are capable of discerning. I don't need nobody to challenge my ability to discern. I have developed such a degree of wisdom that allows me to discern. And if you want to call it judge, call it what you want to do. It's semantics as far as I'm concerned. But if you're smart, you will have a discerning eye. And you will chew up the babe, chew up the fat, spit out the bone. Okay? Um, and do your own personal internal research and internal coding to discover your path. To discover, Charlie. To discover your path. Um, and we'll come back on to this because this is a meaty one. African family, all of these different things in our space are being mechanized for the demise of the African family. The African family was the center of the movement, of the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement was a time when Africans got some resemblance of rights, quote unquote, after reconstruction, after they burnt down Tulsa, Oklahoma, and a period of 40 years of just smoldering ground all over the country, all in the temperament. It was just smoldering. The fire was still there, but it was down low and it was just getting really intense heat. And the people were trying to, Vietnam War sprung up. There was some opportunity for Africans to go to war and fight. Like this was occurring in this 40 year space. And then civil rights pop up, and now we have youth in their mid-20s, early 30s, 
out here trying to make things happen in the social landscape to secure some rights. Dr. Umar says something quite often that I arrived to some time ago. How do you get human rights, civil rights if you never had human rights? Right. You're still as an African on the books as three-fifths of man in the Constitution. Still on the books. Still on the books. So if any given day they decide to flip back and roll back, Dr. Uh, Brother Larry Ham today says, uh, People's Organization for Progress says that, hey, they're rolling back our civil rights. Because the problem is legally, you understand that there's a you can't put the cart before the the, the, the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. You needed human rights first before you can get civil rights. But guess what? They didn't know no better. They didn't know no better. They did what they could. But guess what? Today that's not true. We know better today. We just refuse to do, do better. better. But we know better. Just because you ignore it doesn't make it go away. Mm-hmm. You think you can slide past and slide by and get through and get you a little something, something. That's cute, but now what? That's doing the fu your future a disservice. Now what? Now, 25 years from now, the youth are coming up and they don't know which end is up. And they're inside of a some sort of morphing space of ambiguity and unknown and trying to create a human experience inside of some grasping for some sort, because that's what's happening out, right yeah. now but I'm talking about 25 years from now oh my god it's a wrap they're in a space of AI and artificial intelligence you know, and pseudo blobs and, and everything is everything is is, is, is um synthetic experiences and, and manipulating the mind with drugs and trying to create intimacy with like remember the sims the sims was 25 years ago 20 years ago Sims was 20 years? 10 years. 15? No, 15. more than 20. Sims, Sims was around for a minute. When did they come up with the Sims? I don't know. I didn't follow the Sims. And but it's been a long time. Uh, and how people, they played to the psychology of human beings and their, social, their need for social contact, but also their insecurity with having authentic physical contact that you were able to create an entire virtual world online and live in this space. Mm -hmm. It's a done deal, family. Let's get real with this. And let's be a part of creating the future that we want to see for our kids. And equip them. Equip them properly. Equip them. If, you can't, if you're not equipped, you can't equip the children. So now you and your kids, unfortunately, because we've been in this pressure cooker, we get to learn together. Yeah. All right. Family. So. Peace and blessings. You know how we do, y'all. We going out with I Am, featuring Path P and Brother AJ Throwback. Peace and blessings, family. We'll join you next week. Stay tuned to Sound Bites International each week, Share Monday night. Share the link. Join the conversation. Join the conversation. Um, continue moving the conversation forward, your family, and um, we'll be with you. So, until then, activate your I Am, your highest power, have, all day, every day. And, and having, having an authentic conversation about the real truth, about the truth. Yeah. Nothing but the truth. So help you, Mott. Peace. I walk the face of the earth with a boldness, which makes people ask, who sent you? I tell them I am. They tell me, that's a cute affirmation, but it's not an answer. I reply, listen again. My affirmation is your answer. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Turn the reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn, million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I am. Handsome chocolate mofo, yo. Anytime I'm on GoPro. Liverpool high home growth. Living spots with a so this is what foul morale so flow. So I pissed it fast, pitch it slow. To the cows call home, bro. It didn't make sense. I was told as a child I wouldn't be shit. Revenge on my mind, start flipping the script. They fed me lies, started puking that shit. They treated me different, I embraced that shit. You know the ones that be closest to you to be the family ties. Sacred bonds, seeing plenty murder, dirty, dirty service, little cuz cock up with a dirty burner. But bet I believed in me a thousand percent. Bet I achieved what I was sitting again. I couldn't resist. Killing these niggas with their toxinness without a pocket pit. So monotonous Told myself I couldn't rock with this Hanging with goofies couldn't get rich True blood suckers couldn't see bliss Couldn't see shits Chris gold face Nigga, nigga, they're wrong I ain't regurgitating, percolating Singing the same song
Some people might say I'm washed. Well, they're absolutely right. I am washed. As in washed, cleansed, and purified of the nonsense they tried to attest to my context. I am resilient. I am more than a survivor. I am a thriver. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the high hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of surprised that I ain't lost my mind. Had to take setbacks and learn to accept setbacks that those I gave jetpacks that no planes don't fly. Now I'm in no space, so wasting my time. Focus my goals to shift paradigms. My get up and go to keep my folks from dying. So I'm in the road with a goal that's refined. Yeah, body with a mean vision. Reflected from every angle through a clean prism. Dark matter reflecting intact the color was gray. When I lost my mother, found peace inside my queen and I leaned in on my brothers. Yeah, thoughts was shaping up the grand scheme. I done wrestled to the mat on my damn demons. In a matter of time, became a champion. Now my everyday marches to do the damn thing. So my aim's Pack out of the arena, inspire the future leaders with every line of deliverers. The guards and non-believers do what they can't conceive us. Love what we do and leave us. Brick, they never see us. Woo! God damn, I'm feeling good, mother. Fuck what they say. I'm doing what they never would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a grasp on your life, yeah. Pay many sacrificial prices. Brody, I'm done playing nice, yeah. They go to recognize who the nice is. From the north to the southeast. Kicking a deserving lane, share about seats. I'm in line with it, man. You cannot be. Say anything I want, yeah. Turn up. Man, I ain't talking in terms of I wish, I want to, or even I will anymore. Only things I proclaim my I do, I have, and I am. I do as my ancestors instruct. I have all I need to affect change, and I am a living magnification of God. This the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the high hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn up, turn up. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I am.